Hello, hello, hello. How's everyone doing tonight, today? I know I'm doing great. We are 48 hours out from election day. 48 hours out from election day. Can you believe it? We're here. We're, we are rounding the curve. And in track terms, we see the finish line right in front of us. 91.6 million people have already voted in this election. 91.6 million people have voted in this election. Once again, this is the most important election of my lifetime. People might say, what do you mean by that? This is the most important election of my lifetime. I feel like this election truly will determine which way America will go. Will we build back better? Or will we stay the course and continue to make America great again? Like I said, I'm excited. 91.6 million people, that's, that is a huge number. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that everyone is listening to my friends, the girl, the gov, the podcast. Very good. These ladies, I would say I've listened to them over and over, and I'm just impressed. They put a woman's spin on politics where I can understand it, and I'm proud to say that someone brought it to my attention. Girl in the gov the podcast please give a listen to it like i said my last chance give him a shot let's give donald trump a shot did we i don't know ladies and gentlemen when a president is elected the people instill their fate in him they instill their fate in the leader of the free world this is who we want to be our president. Now, come on. Will we have it any other way? Donald Trump has faced something that I don't think any president in our lifetime has ever faced. Leakers, left and right. Now, don't, I, I will take that back. Other presidents have faced leakers. But this White House, this White House leaks incredibly a lot. But what I'm trying to get at, a couple of years ago, at the beginning of Donald Trump's term, there was somebody on his staff that wrote this memo, and they talked about how they would take stuff off his desk, and they, were, they basically were working against him as a sense to protect us from the president. And basically, he called himself anonymous. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, we're all anonymous. But, you know, he stayed on, he retired, or he resigned, and he recently came out and he talked about why he did it. My take on this is, if you don't like your boss, you don't like what he's doing, you get more bang for the buck if you resign then then now it pisses me off when people are saying you know i was in there i was working on the behest of the american people why didn't you resign if you didn't agree with it why 
why did you stay on? I mean, it, 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 your message becomes watered down when you, you do it after the fact. You get more bang for your buck. You get more power in your statement when you say, you know what? I just can't do it anymore. This person is corrupt. I've left many jobs I didn't agree with the policies and I walked away from. I didn't do it after the fact to talk shit. I did it that moment. Anonymous, I feel, you lose, you lose the power of what you could have had had you did it then. You know, and, he, and then he says, well, I'm doing it now right before the election. Why? Why? You know, there's so many people. It, I, I didn't agree what what the president was doing, but I stayed because I was fighting for the American people. I was doing it on the inside. Do it on the outside. It just makes you look bad like you stayed because you wanted a paycheck. Put your paycheck, your reputation all on the line it means that much more if you do it then than now the american people don't care once you've resigned once you're out of you know out of power we want to know that you walked away from power that we want to know that you walked away from power the message is that more powerful because when we look at it as this guy had convictions, this guy just could not take it anymore, and he's telling us why he did it. Every administration has somebody that does it after the fact, writes the book, says, well, when I was in there, I couldn't stand what the president or that guy was doing, and so I, just, I had to stay because I was fighting the good fight. And the reporter like, well, why didn't you resign? Then, well, I was fighting a good fight. I couldn't. Your message does not mean nothing now. It's watered down. This man was taking shit off the president's desk and doing things to dwarf the president's demands. He was elected, not you. Be it unjustified or justified. If it's not a good order, don't follow it and step down. Step down then. Don't step down now. Your message is watered down. It doesn't mean anything. It just means like you're looking for a power grab and you get what? A few couple days news story about it? Come on. You weren't elected. If what the president is doing is so wrong, that's what elections are for. Let him do it. Let him do it. You know, if I worked for Donald Trump or I worked for Barack Obama or I worked for George Bush and I didn't agree with what they were doing, I've got convictions. I would walk away. And if I stayed, I'd keep my mouth shut. So many people are out to make a quick buck. A quick buck. I'm going to write a book after I leave the White House. Okay. But then you're going to write that book and you're going to trash everything that just happened. And don't get me wrong. We love the trash. We love the gossip. I, I'm a personal believer. I love 
behind the scenes. I like to know what was going on at the time. But to do it after the fact just makes you look money hungry. Makes you look money hungry. Are you money hungry? Are you money hungry? If you don't agree what the president or the leader of the free world is doing, step down now. Miles Taylor came forward and he said he is anonymous. And now he's trying to justify why he did it. Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate you coming forward and saying, this is who I am. Because in 2018, like I said, a few years, 2018, when he wrote the memo and he was saying everything he was doing, you know, we all got a kick out of it. I honestly didn't think we would find out who Anonymous was until I was probably, what, 60? You know, kind of like Deep Throat. We found out way, years later after the man died. Miles Taylor is trying now to justify what he did. And he's saying he's still talking to people on the inside and they're still fighting the good fight. Why? If you don't agree what this president is doing, it means more now if you come forward. Come forward now. <sighs> come on, guys. Take a stand. It just makes you look money hungry. You don't agree what Donald Trump is doing. He was elected to be the president of the United States. That's what elections are for. Elections have consequences. Everybody knows that and everyone says that phrase. But to do it after the fact just makes you look like you're a money-grubbing whore. Excuse my language. A money-grubbing whore. There's nothing wrong with that. You want to make money. We all want to make money. We all want to make a quick fucking buck. But let's do it the right way. Let's do it the right way. Let's not do it in a way that makes us look weak and our message looks weak. People are ready. People are voting right now. 90. What, what did I say? Oh, people are voting right now. 91.6 million people are already voting. They already know who they're going to vote. People knew at the midterms who they're going to vote for. This election has more energy than 2016. People are fired up and they're ready to fucking go. But for somebody to step forward now and say, oh, I have to push this message forward, it doesn't mean anything now. It meant something when you wrote the story. Put your name on it. It's like what Donald Trump says, all his sources, my sources, my sources. Put your name on it. Stand by it. Don't get me wrong. We love sources. We love sources. We love people on the inside telling us what's going on. But know what I love most of all? I love people who are willing to take a stand and resign from their post when they know something just isn't right. Miles, if you knew it wasn't right then, if you didn't agree with his policies, if you didn't agree with the way he was taking the country, if you just didn't agree with Donald Trump, why did you take the job? Why did you stay as long as you did? Why not put your name on that 
op-ed, it would have meant so much more. You could have put your name on the op-ed, have it released, and then walk out of the fucking White House. <sighs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine the story breaks? He's working in the White House. His name's on it. He walks out like Jerry fucking Maguire. Goes straight to the cameras. And he gives his side of the story. It would have meant so much more. Now my buddy would say, well, Mark, this president... This president, this presidency, if it happened today, you'll be, we'll forget about it in two, which is true. Donald Trump's like a moving freight train. What happens today will be forgot by tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, we are 48 hours out from electing the next president of the United States. Are we going to build back better? Are we going to continue the course and continue to make America great again? My one take is if you don't agree with who you work for, step aside and take a stand. So what if we forget it two days later? We'll remember this. We'll remember this. But all I see now is a man who's trying to make a quick buck of something he did a few years ago. Donald Trump was elected president of the United States, not you. So for you to take things off the president's desk to say it's protecting the American people? How do you know it's protecting the American people? How do you know? You're just assuming. He was elected to lead, not you. If you want to lead, put your name on the fucking ballot. Run. Run for president. But don't try to thwart this president. So many people are weak. So many people say, I would have done it then, but I had to stay in the fight. So what? I don't want to hear your excuses. I want to see your action. What are you going to do now? Why didn't you do it then? Don't feed me bullshit. Feed me the hard, honest truth. Please, I beg of you. There's so many people. And it just hasn't been this administration. There's been other administrations. Oh, I stayed because I was fighting the good fight. So what? They were elected. If what they were doing turns out to be wrong, guess what? They won't be elected again. That's what elections are for. So many people in this country try to have it both ways. So many people in politics try to have it both ways. We know you just wanted to make a good buck, a quick buck. We know you love the power of being and working in the executive branch gave you. You kissed the ring, you touched the ring, you were close to the ring that you didn't want to walk away. What do they say in Lord of the Rings? My precious. My precious. Well, guess what? What truly matters to you? Is it power? Is it power or is it values? What do you value? If you value power, I know why you kept quiet. But if you matter of values, you would have stepped behind the veil line and you would have said, 
you would have raised your hand and you would have said, I don't agree with what this president is doing. I think he's corrupt. I think the American people elected a flawed candidate. And we need to change it. You would quit kissing the ring. You would walk away from power. So gives a shit if you become exile. But least, but least, you took a stand. You would go down in history on the record books as a person who took a stand. Who looked the American people in the eye and said, this is what you need to do. You need to elect a leader that will lead. Not someone who's corrupt. Who's compromised. Who's willing to take care of himself first before he takes care of the American people. That's what I would respect. I don't want to respect you now, Miles. I just see you as a money-grubbing whore. Somebody who thought you were doing us a favor. Maybe you were doing yourself a favor. So ladies and gentlemen, ask yourself this fact. When people come out after the fact, and they write the books, they give the interviews, and they say the same old tired fucking lines. Oh, I was staying in there. I was trying to do the best I can. I knew it was it was me. And if I would have resigned, I was basically was I was standing in the way from crazy town. We didn't elect you. We elected Donald Trump. We elected Barack Obama. We elected George Bush. If you are that passionate, resign. Throw your hat in the race and run for political office. Challenge Donald Trump. Truly stand on that stage and say this man is corrupt. But don't do it after the fact. Don't write the book after the fact. Come out when the article comes out. So many people do it. And guess what, Miles? You won't be the last. You won't be the last. There'll be another administration. There'll be another person to come forward after the fact and say, oh, I stayed in there because I was doing the American people a favor. I knew I was standing in the way from tyranny. No, I think you were doing yourself a favor. Somewhere along the line, you thought you were better than us. Somewhere along the line, you thought you had more moral authority than us. You thought the American people were stupid. You thought we couldn't see. You thought wrong, Miles. You wrote an op-ed. You talked a big game. You sat on it as you worked in the White House and then when you finally left the White House. And then you come forward with a few days left of the election. People have already voted. And you come forward now? You come forward now? Message rings hollow to me. It rings hollow. It doesn't ring the truth. I want values. I want someone who's willing to put it all on the line. Someone who's willing to take a stand. Look down Trump the the eyes and say, you know what? I sat there and I looked the president in the eye and I said, Mr. President, you are wrong. 
We can't do this. I refuse to do this. I refuse to do this. Mad Dog Linus did. He resigned when he didn't agree with the president. He didn't agree with his policy. Guess what? He walked away. But he got some trash to the president. I respect that. They had a disagreement. They blew up, and guess what? The man walked away. That's how you do it. Maybe it's being in the military, it's different than being a civilian. Different mindset, different what they view, what's more important. To me, what's more important is values. Values. And right now, I feel like Miles doesn't have any. I feel like all he cares about is making a fucking buck. And I will tell you, this goes for any other person that tries to come forward now. Listen to me. Listen to me clear. If you feel that strongly, that strongly, that you don't agree with the leader that you serve, walk away. Walk away. You'll have more weight to it. People will respect you that much more. Will you be blackballed? Possibly. But that's the risk you take. That's the risk you take when you're willing to go against power. You either want power or you want to push back on it. What do you want to do? Do you want to push back on power? Or do you want power? Do you want to continue to kiss the fucking ring? Kiss the ring. That's all you did. You kissed the ring. You sat in there and you, you did what you had to do. Come on, guys. This is why people don't like politics. That's why people view us all as corrupt. Politics isn't corrupt. Politics is about fighting for the, for the will of the people. Doing what they feel is right. This is why Joe Biden and Donald Trump are running. They've got two competing ideas on where they want to take this country. And I respect that. But I would say the same thing for Joe Biden when he, if he gets elected and someone comes forward a few years later with a book or with a tell-all. Why didn't you resign then if you didn't agree with the president? Why stay? Your message becomes hollow and watered down. Take a stand. Be willing to fight. Be willing to stay there and do everything you can. Come on, guys. Do you kiss the ring or do you push back on power? I want to push back on power. We need to push back on power. I've left jobs because I didn't agree with the way the job was going. I've left jobs. Now, do I have values? No. Because I had a little job. I didn't work in the White House. But my values maybe mean that much more than Miles because Miles would rather stay in power than come out later and say, oh, I did something.
Give me a pat on the back. I deserve a pat on the back. No, you don't, Miles. You don't deserve a fucking pat on the back. You deserved a pat on the back if you had stepped down then, not now. Come on, guys. This is what being purple is all about. Getting money out of politics. My favorite wrestler was Shawn Michaels. Know why? Because Shawn Michaels was willing to put his belt on the line every fucking time. Every time. Take a stand. Take a fucking stand. How hard is that? It must be hard. It must be hard. Like I said, this is why people hate politics. People are so dead set on having it both ways. People are so dead set on having it both ways. Miles wanted the power, but he also wanted to dictate on how Donald Trump governed. You can't do that. Like I said, the American people elected Donald Trump, not you. Politics is a fickle game, but I love it. I love it. And the politicians that come across strong show the moral the moral aptitude are the ones that stand the test of time. Right now, we're at a crossroads in this country, and we don't know which way we're going to go. 48 hours, which way are we going to go? Are we going to build back it better? Are we going to stay the course and continue, continue to make America great again? The one thing I was trying to get out of this first segment was, don't get me wrong, I love gossip that much more than the, the next guy. But the one thing about gossip that can be misconstrued and have people thinking is, when gossip suits your interests and not the interests of the people that you're telling it to, when I look at when I read or read Anonymous and I think about it now in retrospect, when I read a guy who was feeding his own ego, who was saying, yeah, I'm doing something. Yeah, I'm doing something. I'm big and bad. He wasn't feeding the American people's ego. He wasn't doing it for the American people as much as he wants to say he was. Because if you were doing it for the American people, guess what? You would have stepped aside, you would have come forward, then, and you wouldn't have wrote the article, or the op-ed. That's it. Come on. That's it. So, polls are tightening. Donald Trump, I will say, clearly has a shot to win this. Can you believe that? Donald Trump clearly has a shot to win this. That's why I said it doesn't matter on how Donald Trump handled the pandemic. He's got supporters. He had supporters then, he had supporters then. He had supporters then, he had supporters now. Ladies and gentlemen, have you voted? Are you going to vote? Please, 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 whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing. Vote, vote, vote. It means that much more to me. It means that much more to the American people. Get out and vote.
Let your voice be heard. Take a stand. Show us you have values. Show us that we can look to you. That's all we need and want to do. So, come on, guys. Show us, show us, show us. So, still no bill passed. Makes you wonder if Nancy Pelosi is finally going to get her House members to pass the bill. For a man who said he was a deal maker, Donald Trump can't close this deal. And it makes you wonder why. For a man that said he was a deal maker, Donald Trump hasn't closed this deal. The American people are hurting Donald, Nancy, Mitch. And you three are the only ones that can save us. We're at a crossroads right now in this country, and we don't know which way to go. But like I said in the first segment, if you ever feel that much passionate about something, walk away from it. Don't do it after the fact. It just makes you look weak. Makes you look like you're a money-grubbing whore. Do it then. It has that much more impact to it. People will look to you a little bit differently than they look now. Come on, Miles. Anonymous, you weren't elected. Donald Trump was. I wasn't elected. Donald Trump was elected. So at the end of the day, I support the president because he is who the American people decided to elect as president. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me for the second half. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe that this election is almost over? It is almost over. We are almost done. And then guess what? Guess what? 2024 (laughs) starts up. Then the race for either 46 begins or 47. Incredible journey, incredible journey. The second half, I want to talk about a story that when it happened, when it, okay, Kyle Rittenhouse. This week in the news, the judge basically said he needed to be extradited back to Wisconsin, which he was. Where I'm getting at is what surprises me when I read this story. Was it really self-defense? Was he really doing what he said he was doing? I mean, the business owner who had the car dealer said he never asked him to defend his business. But Kyle Rittenhouse says he did. So who's lying? What also surprises me is the people have come out of the woodwork to support him. Now, I'm not trying to make this a race issue, but what if it was a black kid? A black kid who left his home, 
and drove across state lines, walked around with a rifle, claiming he was giving medical treatment to people. Would we still defend him? Would we? Ask yourself that question. What did Trump tell us after the George Floyd, after George Floyd died in Minnesota, got set ablaze? He said, these are outside agitators. He said, these people aren't from the city. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what Kyle Rittenhouse was. He was an outside agitator. He wasn't from Kenosha. He's from Illinois. He drove across state lines illegally with a rifle that he shouldn't have never had. And for you to try to justify it and try to say, well, it was self-defense. And the two people that he killed, one was a rapist, one was a pedophile. So that justifies him shooting them and killing them? If they were all those things, shouldn't they have stood or shouldn't they have stood or be able to stand trial? What makes Kyle Rittenhouse the judge, the jury, and the executioner? If this was a black kid, ladies and gentlemen, would you still support him? Would you still be saying it was self-defense? Or would you be calling it like I'm calling it was murder? This guy broke so many laws on so many levels. He needs to stand trial. Stand trial and stand for what he did. He killed two people. Be it self-defense, if not. But he has to stand trial. Every action has a reaction. Cal Rittenhouse, you broke the law. What gives you the right to want to play cop? If you wanted to be a cop so bad, guess what? Join the force. Wait your turn. But don't go to a city that's already <laughs> enraged and try to play cop. Try to play militia. What did they say? You're an outside agitator. You don't belong there. Ladies and gentlemen, tell me why. Why is he getting so much support? Why? Why is he getting so much support? Is it because he's some face that people want to make of the movement, of some movement that they're claiming there is? Ladies and gentlemen, there's no movement. This kid broke the law. The city was set ablaze. I'm from Wisconsin, but I'm not from Kenosha. I would never go there. You know why? Because that's what the police are for. That's their job. Let them do their job. Protect businesses? That's what the cops are there for. What did the president and the AG say? They said he was an outside agitator, and that's what Cal Rittenhouse is. Answer me this. If he was black and he drove across state lines, would you still support him? 
If you can support Kyle Rittenhouse, then you can support the people that maybe didn't live in Minnesota but went there because they were so upset about George Floyd. That's the same thing. There's no difference. They just drove across state lines to riot, to protest. That's what that kid did. He was protesting. He was upset the way things were going. And so what? He had his mom drive him in his car. Cross state lines with a rifle he wasn't supposed to have to take a stand. Now, I, I applaud him on that. That's a young man who said, you know what, I see something an hour away from me, and I want to do something. You got to applaud him. But I would also look at Kyle, and I would say, Kyle, you, you know, Kyle, as much as you want to do this, don't. Let the cops do it. I would say, Kyle, what you did was wrong. You killed two people. Be it self-defense? We don't know. But guess what? You broke the law. Stand trial. Let the judge and the jury decide if you broke the law. The business owner came out and said he never asked anyone to defend or protect his store. So who's lying? Number one, that's one lie already. What else are you lying about, Kyle? Why should I give you the benefit of the doubt? You might be white. You might deserve it, but why? I've already caught you in a lie. What else are you lying? If you're so dead set on protecting and serving the people of Kenosha, guess what? Join the police force in Wisconsin. Join the police force in Kenosha. Protect and serve doing it that way. Well, Mark, he, he would have let the city burn down if he would have. Yes, the city might have gone burnt down. But guess what? You going into a hotbed situation is only making it worse. You're another issue and problem for the police. Stay out of it, Kyle. From what research tells me, this kid had issues. He was a troubled kid. He had no clear foundation or no role model to take him aside and say, don't do this. If he was my son and he said, Dad, will you drive me to Kenosha? I'd say, why? Why do you want to go there? And if he said, Dad, I, have, I feel a need to go and protect the people, I'd say, son, that's not your job. That's the police job. You're going to get yourself killed, hurt, or possibly hurt someone. For all the people that are standing by Kyle, answer me this. If you can stand by him, will you, but answer me this. If you can stand by him, did you stand by the people in Minnesota? Did you stand by the people in Oregon? The answer would be no. So why are you telling me to stand by Kyle when he's doing the exact same thing that those people are doing? Ladies and gentlemen, the business owner said he didn't he didn't ask anybody to protect his business. But this kid took it upon himself. And the question I want to know is why? Why did you take it upon yourself?
Anytime I see a story about a young kid, 18, in his preteens, and he does something, I think you just ruined your life. You just ruined your life. You took two lives, but you just ruined your life, but you could have stayed home. If you were that strong about protecting the people of Kenosha, go be a cop. So what if the city burns down? The city will burn down, but guess what? It will rebuild. By you going into Kenosha, you are just adding more fuel to the fire of a town that didn't need it. More headache for the police that didn't need it. And were the cops wrong? If you watch the video, there's a video of him holding his hands up in the air after he killed those people. And the cops just drove by. The cops gave the kid water. Would they have given him that same? Would they have afforded him that same benefit if he was black? I don't want to take it and make it a race issue, but you have to look at on those aspects. I didn't want to go here in this in this podcast. How police react to African Americans is way different. They afforded this kid something they never would have afforded me. They never would have afforded any person of brown skin or black skin. Trust me, I'm no better than Kyle Rittenhouse. I watch the news. I get upset. I see shit he's burning. And I want to say why. Why? The one thing I always say to myself, when's the next city going to burn? When's the next officer black killing going to set ablaze a town? It sits for a while, it simmers. But guess what? I'm not going to go in a situation of protest. It's not my job, and why get upset? Yes, I get upset, but I'm not going to do it. I live five hours away. I'm from Wisconsin, but guess what? I don't live in Kenosha. I have more of a right to do what Kyle Rittenhouse, to, Kyle Rittenhouse did than Kyle Rittenhouse did. He lived in fucking Illinois. I live in Wisconsin. He lives an hour away. I live five hours away. I'm a Wisconsin resident. He's not. But know what I saw? I saw a city ablaze. Why am I going to give more headache to the cops? The man had his hands in the air and the cops drove right by him. He went home and he turned himself in. And then he fought extradition. Because he didn't want to come back and face the consequences of what he did. He claimed self-defense. If you claim self-defense, guess what? Come and answer for it. Let the video be the judge. Let the people be the judge. People are prejudging because the right has painted a message of who he is. A picture. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't support the people who went to Minnesota because of Freddie Gray, how can you support Kyle Rittenhouse? Tell me that. He basically did 
the same thing. He's an outside agitator. An outside fucking agitator. He didn't belong there. And for his mom to not look at him and ask questions, why am I taking my teenage son across state lines with a rifle to walk around? Ladies and gentlemen, if you think that is okay, what his mom did, I mean, I, I, I read that she was honored at an event recently. But then you want to ask, well, why didn't Joe Biden question what Hunter was doing? You can't have it both ways. You can't say what his mom did was right. But what Joe Biden did, was he, he did how he treated his son was wrong. They both were wrong. They both should have questioned what their sons were doing. Son, why, why do you want to go to Kenosha? Why are you taking this rifle? This kid broke so many laws on so many fucking levels, he has to answer for it. He doesn't deserve any, any special treatment. The only special treatment he deserves is a fair fucking trial. And he'll get it because that's what America stands for. We don't have to agree. I don't have to agree with what he did. But he needs to face a jury of his peers to answer for it. He took two lives. And the connotation is one was a pedophile, one was a rapist. So I guess they deserve to die? No. They deserve, too, the same justice that Kyle Rittenhouse is being afforded. They are no different than me and you. Are they wrong if it is true? Or is that a simple fucking message the right wants to paint to protect this kid? To protect him? To paint a message that is false and wrong on so many fucking levels? Like I said, we just want the truth. We don't want spin. We want truth. We want facts. I personally think Howard Rittenhouse will be found guilty. He broke the law. He killed two people. You can't have it both ways. Of course, they will appeal. Of course, there will be an uproar. But at the end of the day, he'll serve some time. He broke the law, Kyle. When I look at him, that picture, and I read the story, I see a scared kid who thought, thought he was doing the right thing. Thought he was being a hero. Thought he was making a difference. My one question I ask is, I wish he had a role model who could tell him no. No. Don't do it. Sit at home. Watch the news. And watch from afar. And if you get so upset from what you're seeing, use that to fuel your fire when you join the police force. Let that be the initiation to make you a good cop, a better cop. Let the city burn. It wasn't going to burn that long. It didn't burn that long. 
but for you to think you are better than anybody that you can do your own thing is just wrong, Kyle. And for the people to say he's a hero and to support him, but you weren't willing to support the people of Minnesota? Ladies and gentlemen, you make it clear what the message is all about. Tell Rittenhouse is no hero. He should be no, you know, name that you teach your kids to. He's no mortar, martyr. He's just a simple troubled kid with a troubled background that wanted to make a difference, that tried to make a difference, but turned out he couldn't. He made things worse for him, his family. And when it's all said and done, and the media finally quiets down when the case is solved, he'll be back to where he was when it all started, alone. Same issues, him and his mom alone. The right would have left him. He would have served his purpose, and the right would have moved on. And that's the sad aspect of it. Kyle, you're better than this. You're a kid with a good heart. You care. And I say that simply to the fact that I know you care because you saw pain and suffering in a city that you're not from and you wanted to help solve it. But all you did was make it worse. So I tell you this. Pray. You'll get better. And you'll get through this. I just wish you had somebody who was in your corner to whisper in your ear, grab your arm that night and say, don't do it. Don't do it. So, Kyle Rittenhouse. So, not to make it about race, but we're going to go into our next subject. Okay. So if you listen to the last podcast, I talked about endorsements and my friend told me to listen to the tape, which I did, but he said, Mark, you know, I don't feel like, I feel like you were reading off a script and I kind of was, but my take on endorsements is this, they matter. Yes, but they don't matter. When I say they matter, I, I think if you don't know the candidate and you're trying to figure out who he is, I feel like endorsements, you know, kind of give a clear window of the people that you respect. Respect endorsing this guy, saying, well, I respect The Rock, and if The Rock likes, you know, Joe Biden, I can. Uh, no to the simple fact, when I say endorsements, I feel like they don't matter because I feel like people have already made their mind up by the time endorsements come. It's like that simple fact that people wait to the fucking last minute to make endorsements. Don't get me wrong, there's some people who do it in the beginning of the election cycle, you know, but those are people who take risks because you might endorse me, but who's to say I'm going to get through the primary? And let's say I fail. Now you have to shift your endorsement to the leader. By then, it's hollow. It doesn't mean anything. Because it's like, why didn't you endorse him in the primary? 
why wait till your guy loses and then endorse him? By that time, you shouldn't even endorse at all because you were wrong. <laughs> How wrong were you? Ladies and gentlemen, the biggest aspect facing black America is something that has not been seen. But the one thing I will say I respect about Donald Trump, he is the first Republican candidate or the first Republican president to actually go to that constituency and speak to it and say, I can make your life better. What do you have to lose? And I'm sure you've seen the commercial, I've heard the commercial saying, you know, which is catchy. But Donald Trump's the first Republican to go to the, the black community and say, I've got your back. I'm, I've got a plan for you. Ice Cube got flack when he worked with he well Ice Cube got flack when he said he got caught working with Donald Trump but he pushed back because he said I went to Joe Biden's campaign and they liked what I was saying but they said let's wait till after the election but then he went to Trump and Jared Kushner was so quick to say oh we can do it now and they came up with a plan called the platinum plan for black america and so he kind of endorsed Donald Trump. He got so much pushback on it that I think he was even surprised. I think black America, in a sense, is very skeptical of Donald Trump. They see a con man. They don't see the man that he tries to portray. Here's a guy that in the 70s got sued by the you know, the housing authority for not renting to minorities. You know, people are quick to bring up the 80s, the you know, the Central Park Five, and then he was the president of the birther movement. I think black America looks at Donald Trump and they see a racist, they see a, uh, they just see hatred. But you have to give credit where credit is due. Even 50 cents came out and supported Donald Trump, and then he later tried to take that back. Little Wayne has endorsed Donald Trump. Donald Trump in 2016 got 8% of the black vote. This time I see him getting, I'll be fair, I can see 20%. Now you might say, well, Mark, oh, that's a lot. That is a lot. But you have to look. He is the first Republican president to go to the black community and say, what do you have to lose? Campaign and talk to us. Now, is he just feeding us, you know, nonsense? Who knows? But he's talking to us. He's trying to make our lives better. Now, when you look at the platinum plan, what do you see? What do you see? So let me look up here. Let's look. Give me a minute. What do you see? I had it pulled up. Okay. The platinum, the platinum plan that he worked on with Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Opportunity. By achieving historic employment levels for black America as well as increasing access to capital for new businesses, President Trump has been committed to ensuring all black Americans can achieve the American dream. That's, an, that's incredible. He wants black people to have their own business. You gotta respect that. Security by signing into law the celebrated First Step Act. First Step Act. President Trump has become common 
since criminal justice reform to the American people for the first time in decades. Now, I will say this plan started under uh, Obama. Obama just couldn't get the Republicans to go along with it, where Trump got the Republicans to back it. Rand Paul was a big opponent of it, and it got done. So you have to respect it that he threw weight behind it. Prosperity. As the first president to provide long-term funding to historical black colleges, think about it. This is the first president to truly work with HBCs to make sure they were fully funded. Think, that's, that's incredible. That is incredible. Fairness, as demonstrated through his actions to initiate investments into opportunity zones as well as address health disparities, wage gaps, and necessary education form, President Trump works every day to advance a fair and just America for the black community. When you look at the plan on its face, you read it and you say, here's a president that's truly looking out for me and my community. And as much as he's talked to the Hispanic community, he's talked to the black community. And that's why I could see 20% on election day. Three million new jobs for the black community, created 500,000 new black-owned businesses, increased access to capital in black communities by almost 500 billion, safe urban neighborhoods with highest policing standards, committed to working at on a second step back. Access to better education and job opportunities, giving black churches the ability to compete for federal resources for their own community, bringing, bring better and tailored healthcare to address historic disparities, immigration policies that project American jobs. Like I said, I think the black community is torn. They're torn. He makes overtures, he talks to us, 50 cents. Little Wayne, Ice Cube have all endorsed Donald Trump. Black males are flocking to Donald Trump. But at the same time, I will say this, the black community also looks at Donald Trump and what they see, they see a charlatan. They see an imposter. They see somebody who is just, like I said, a typical politician. You've worked for my vote until election day and you didn't you forget about me. But you have to respect the fact that he has gone to the black community and he said, I see you. I hear you. I'm with you. That you have to respect. I respect it. What do you tell us? What the hell do you have to lose? And the black community, we have a lot to lose. But to have a president that's possibly on our side is amazing. It has to be. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, 91.6 million people have already voted. If you haven't voted over, we're 48 hours to election day. Get out and vote. Let your voice be heard. Do we build back better? Do we stay the same? To keep making America great again. Do me a favor, please listen to my friends, Girl in the Gov, the podcast. I listen to it every day. I'm a big fan. They're trying to educate America. They're trying to make us better. They're trying to make me better. Please give it some play. The Girl 
the Gov, the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. It's been a pleasure. I love you. Be safe. Please get out and vote. Let's make a difference.